Welcome back, MTN Giants podcast, previewing this game between the Patriots and Giants has the potential to be one of the worst games I think I've ever seen. Uh, the over-under, by the way, is 34, and I can't remember the last time I've seen an over-under that low, but right now the Patriots are three and a half point favorites coming off the bye for New England, and you know, if you're a fan that wants to hire draft pick, this is kind of a must-lose game. If the Giants win this game, their chances of having a top two pick are pretty much non-existent. Um, in order to get the top two pick, they pretty much have to lose this game. And, you know, I'm in that boat. I want to lose this game. I don't really care about going forward eight. Um, I think for the you know big picture of this team, it's much better to lose this game and have control of your own top two pick and get the guy you want. But, you know, if you're rooting for wins, I don't hate you. It's just we all root for different things. So anyway, the Giants have some key injuries in this game. I know Dexter Lawrence is doubtful in this game with the hamstring. Darius Slayton's also doubtful with that neck injury from last week. They do get a Dory Jackson back, so that should help the secondary a little. He hasn't been that great this year, but um, Evan Neal remains out. Not that that's the biggest deal anyway. The Patriots have a bunch of guys that were questionable. i got to find their injury report real quick. So... A lot of guys questionable, Jawan Bentley, Trent Brown, Jonathan Jones, Devontae Parker, Matthew Slater, Dietrich Wise, and Riley Reef. So some pretty decent players there. They're all listed as questionable. They were all limited on Friday, so it's kind of a wait and see. But the Patriots did wave Will Greer this morning. Not that it matters all that much, but there was that open quarterback controversy going on with them, and it seems like it's going to be Mac Jones again, or it could be Bailey Zappi. Hell, maybe both guys play. I could definitely see that being the case. So uh, a lot of weird stuff going on there with the quarterback situation. It seems like Mac Jones is obviously not the answer, and if the Patriots do picking the top five and you know bill belichick's probably moving on after this year um they're probably gonna start completely fresh which would make a lot of sense so anyway hope you guys enjoy the video leave a like it always helps out and let's get into it so as for the patriots and where they rank in the nfl this year it has not been pretty obviously they're 31st in total points for 26th in yards turnover wise they are 21st i mean you know bottom half of the league Passing-wise, they're 22nd in passing yards. They're 26th in rushing yards. I figured that'd be better with the uh, combination of Ramondre Stevenson and, and uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who, by the way, I think Zeke, I tweeted this the other day, he has like a either like a five- or a six-game streak of scoring a touchdown versus the Giants, so I wonder if that continues here. So that'd be pretty interesting to keep an eye on. Of course, all that came with the Cowboys in the past. The Patriots' defense, not as bad. They are 16th in yards allowed on defense total, 24th in points, 28th in takeaways, so that's kind of interesting. They're um, 18th in passing yards allowed. Rushing-wise, they are 10th in total rushing yards allowed. So that's probably the better part of this defense. And yards allowed, um, yards per attempt um, to running backs, they are second best in the NFL. So that's definitely not good for a guy like Saquon Barkley. It's going to be tough to run the offense through him in this game. Now, it's going to be low scoring. The, the game will definitely be within one score for most of it, I'm assuming. So you can give Barkley a bunch of carries. But as I said, the Patriots are second best in the NFL in um, yards per attempt against. So, you know, that run defense has been really good this year, despite the Patriots not being so good overall. Um... So, yeah, I mean, the team's not that impressive. I mean, neither team is, to be honest with you. But the Patriots are very disappointing this year. 
And they're not very disciplined either. It's, it's kind of weird seeing that with the Belichick team. They just have a bunch of just dumb mental errors. And, you know, last game, the last two games they've played, they lost by a combined seven points. They lost by three to the Commanders that week nine game where it was 20 to 17 for most of that game. And I, I think Mac Jones had three or four drives to go down and get a field goal. They didn't do it. That game ended with the Juju Smith-Schuster um, ball that went off his hands. It was intercepted, so that was pretty much on Juju. They probably should have gotten a field goal range there and should have at least tied that game. But then there was the game last week in Germany, or two weeks ago now, um, that 9 a.m. game, and they scored six points overall. And Mac Jones had, like, the worst interception I've ever seen. If you didn't see this Mac Jones interception, you have to go watch it. It's, it's the worst interception you'll ever see. He literally underthrew Hunter Henry by at least 10 yards. It was so, so bad. It was a simple, like, corner route, maybe like a 15, 20-yard throw. He underthrew it by a mile. So it was just, like, just the easiest interception you'll see for a guy. So that was pretty sad. But, yeah, Mac Jones, definitely not the guy there. He does not look that good. Um, for the Giants, you know, they have some things going for them offensively, at least after last week. Um, you know, I was a person who really had no faith in Tommy DeVito winning an NFL game, so he proved me wrong once again, and he went out there last week and had like three passing touchdowns. He actually looked pretty good. They used Saquon as a receiver down the field. He had that long touchdown catch. With no Darius Slayton, you'll probably see more Isaiah Hodgins. Of course, Wandell's going to be out there. Jalen Hyatt, you know, guys like that. Sterling Shepard's been playing a bit more lately, it feels like, so he'll be out there. Um, Andrew Thomas, I don't know why he's still playing. He's, you know, clearly banged up, and you have him for a long-term contract. I don't get it personally, but he probably will be out there. I saw Bobby Okereke also has a really, like, he has, like, two bad injuries going on right now. He has, like, a broken rib and something else. Like, he's, he's playing through it, so God bless him. But, you know, for a team like this, I don't know if it's worth it, but Okereke is already building on such a great year statistics-wise, so, like, you might as well finish it off and see if you can have, like, a really good season overall, which he's already been having. Um, but, yeah, the Giants' offensive line, probably going to be an issue. As I said, they're down Evan Neal. doesn't matter. I don't know, but... Um, the Patriots pass rush is not really what it was early on. Matthew Judon has been out for probably close to two months now. Him and Christian Gonzalez got, got hurt in the same game. And Gonzalez was their first round rookie corner who was playing very well. So Judon's out as well. He's their best pass rusher. Christian Barmore has been stepping up. He was their second round pick in, I think, uh, 2021. Yes. Yeah, so he's been playing well. Josh, Josh Uche, I like out of Michigan. He's a pretty good player, but, uh, yeah, nothing else really. I mean, Kyle Duggar's interesting, but, you know, Jabril Peppers is out here playing safety, so Jabril Peppers, the former Giant, actually this year has an 85 PFF grade, Jabril Peppers, so very impressive. He's the one of the highest graded guys on this defense, and uh, that's fourth out of 88 safeties, so Jabril Peppers out there playing well. Of course, Joe Judge is there, our former uh, head coach, but... You know, not much of a, a warm reunion for him. He really uh, left the Giants in pretty bad terms. So, you know, he's not going to be announced on the loudspeaker or anything like that. But still, I'm sure some fans will be, you know, talking to Joe Judge during the game. So that's kind of funny. But, um, but yeah, once again, for the offense, I don't really have high expectations. I, I know DeVito played well last week, but... A lot of that was just Washington beating themselves. I really do think, like, Belichick has such a good record against rookie quarterbacks. Now, I know most of that's over the past 20 years and not the past year or two. But Belichick's record versus rookie quarterbacks is so good. And 
I'm assuming Belichick wants to win this game. I know people like talk about like, oh, neither team has anything to win for. The only thing Belichick cares about right now is getting, you know, passing Shula's record for the all-time, um, you know, coaching wins. And I think Belichick still has like, you know, 27, 26 wins to go. So Belichick wants these wins and Belichick is not going to be the Patriots coach next year in all likelihood. He doesn't care about a draft pick. So Belichick wants to win these games. So I'm sure he's been, you know, watching DeVito's film and knowing what he likes. And, you know, um, I have, uh, you know, I'm not expecting much from Tommy DeVito this week. I feel like Belichick has proven this time and time and again, where, you know, you face a rookie quarterback and he knows what to take away from them. And we've seen some, you know, tough rookie games against Bill Belichick's defense. And you give him a bye week and two weeks to prepare. I feel like that's not a good, you know, scenario there for the Giants offense. Um, obviously still no Darren Waller, so the Giants are just down a lot of weapons. It just comes down to Saquon Barkley. How many plays can he make? Can they hit Jalen Hyatt for a deep ball? Um, Darius Slayton played well last week. He led the team in receiving, but he's gone now. It seems like he's, you know, he's doubtful, so I doubt he plays. But, uh, yeah, we'll see if Hyatt can make a play, Barkley, but... Um, as for the Giants' defense, take a look on the other side. So... The Patriots have Juju Smith-Schuster, as I mentioned. He's been playing a lot more. I think part of that's because of the absence of Devontae Parker. He's missed the past couple games with a concussion, I think, but he should be back. So Demario Douglas in the slot, I like him. He's like their rookie out of, what, Liberty. Yeah, he's a six-round pick out of Liberty. He's been playing well lately. He's on a couple of fantasy teams of mine. He's a nice PPR guy getting all those catches. So he's a decent slot receiver. Hunter Henry's played well at tight end this year. I mean, he started off the year on fire, but definitely has not been, like, as good lately. But still, Hunter Henry's an established veteran, pretty good player. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott, I mentioned that running back tandem. It's a pretty good running back tandem there for them. The Patriots offensive line has graded out pretty well this year. Um, you know, Cole Strange is at a 60 grade, so not great. He was their, you know, first-round pick a couple years ago. But, you know, Trent Brown, Mark Andrews, Onwenu, like, they're all playing pretty well this year. So, you know, the Patriots' offensive line is not completely horrible, but I guess it could be better. It's probably not what it was back in, like, the Tom Brady days and whatnot. So, um, you know, it just depends if the Giants' defense shows up in this game. Like, really, like, I think coming into last week, I expected the Giants' defense to play well versus the Commanders because it was just a divisional game and it should have been, like, a close game. This should be a close game as well, but I don't know. This game kind of has like a weird vibe to it. It feels like it's doom and gloom and like it's such a it's such a bad game on paper. I just feel like it's tough to get excited for this game. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the players are excited, but I feel like it, it's just tough to gauge what a game like this can be. So um, the Giants corners this year, if you're going off PFF, they, they've graded out terribly. Adoree Jackson has ranked 113 out of 116 corners, and Deontay Banks has ranked 109 out of 116. So both Giants starting corners have been horrible based on PFF grades. I've been, you know, okay with Deontay Banks this year. I think I've seen enough where it's like, okay, I like this guy. He could be a good player. Um, Adoree Jackson's probably just past his prime. I think, what is he, 28 now? He's 28. So, like, he shouldn't be that washed up. But Adoree Jackson's been hurt lately and just hasn't been the same guy he was the first couple years as a giant. Cordell Flott has been playing well at slot corner. So, you know, let's keep an eye on that. Hopefully he keeps playing well. Okereke, I mentioned, playing through the injuries. He's still out there. Um, Isaiah Simmons had the game-winning pick six last week. McKinney is, you know, I feel like the last couple of games he's been playing much better. 
So McKinney's obviously playing for a contract, 25 years old. Um, he showed up a lot last week, so we'll see if he can keep that up. But uh, for the Giants' pass rush, you know, Ojalari should be out there, and Nunez Roches, and um, what's his name? Ashawn Robinson should be out there. Of course, Kayvon's going to be out there. So, you know, one of those guys, you know, whether it's Nacho or, or Ashawn Robinson, they're going to get, you know, more snaps with Dexter Lawrence out, and we'll see if they can make an impact. But, you know, the Giants' run defense will definitely miss a guy like Dexter Lawrence this week if he is, in fact, out, which, once again, he's doubtful. So, um, you know, could be a nice day for Madre Stevenson or Ezekiel Elliott or both. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. But there should be like a, a pretty – there should be a lot of carries in this game. I don't I don't expect Mac Jones to have over 250 passing. Same for DeVito. It should be a lot of rushing attempts for both of these teams and see, you know, which defense can make the most plays, which defense can, you know, cause a turnover. The Giants, of course, had like six turnovers last week, so that helped them win the game, um, you know, very much in the end. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty much it for the preview. Um, once again, if you want the draft pick to be in the top two, it's a must-lose game. So, obviously, I'm hoping for a loss. But it's it's such a low-scoring game probably where it's like it's probably going to come down to like the very end and someone's going to win this game like 16-13 or something like that, maybe even less. So, uh, it's a crazy game like that. But, yeah, so we'll see what happens. I'll For the fun of it, I'll just predict. Um, hmm... I'll predict, yeah, I'll, I'll say 16-13 Patriots is my prediction. I'll just go with that. So would that cover the spread? No, it would not cover the spread because it's three and a half. But, yeah, I'll say 16-13 Patriots final score, but would not shock me if the Giants win either. It's a very winnable game, so we'll see what happens. But I do like the fact that Belichick has two weeks to prepare for a undrafted free agent rookie quarterback. That helps them out a lot. So anyway, let's get into the Week 12 NFL spread picks. We start off with a uh, pretty horrible game. The Panthers at the Titans. Titans are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I'm probably going to go with Tennessee. I just feel like they're better coached. And, you know, you got Frank Reich fighting for his job out there. Bryce Young playing terrible. Um... You know, Will Levis, I feel like, can probably be all right against Carolina. He hasn't, you know, he threw the ball like 17 times last game, so it's probably going to come down to Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears, and can they run the ball well? But, you know, it's it's a pretty close spread for the most part. Tennessee's home. I think they're a better team still, despite Tennessee having a down year. So I'll take the Titans minus three and a half. I've got to write this down before I forget. Titans minus three and a half. Next we have the... Jaguars at the Texans. We're going to go with the home spread here. So it's plus one and a half right now for the Houston Texans. Hmm, I'm probably going to go with Jacksonville. I still think they're the better team. You know, the Jaguars have looked a bit better. They've had their down moments earlier in the season, but I feel like their offense is starting to look more complete. They got Zay Jones back, which means Calvin Ridley looks much better. And if Ridley's playing like a wide receiver one, it opens up this offense a lot. Should be a pretty high-scoring game, I feel like, with these two offenses. So, yeah, I will take the Jaguars minus one and a half here on the road. We have the Patriots at the Giants. Always interesting. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots minus three and a half. I mean, I know, I guess, you know what? Because my, <clears throat> my score prediction was technically the Giants like covering. So, you know what? I'll just take the Giants plus three and a half. Why not? I feel like it could very much be a field goal game. Why not take the half a point they're giving you? You know what I mean? Like maybe they're trying to fool me into taking it, which it's it's definitely going to work. I'm taking the Giants here. So, you know, it definitely could be like once again, 16-13. Someone wins by three. So if I'm, if I'm giving that three and a half, I got to take it. So I'll take the Giants. 
The Saints are at the Falcons. I don't know if Derek Carr is playing or not. That's interesting. I don't know if it's Derek Carr or Jameis. Um, I feel like Carr playing through injuries is not good. So if it is Derek Carr playing through the injury, not good, obviously. Falcons are one-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. Oh, man, Atlanta is such a confusing team. I feel like every time I pick the Falcons, they lose. But... With the quarterback injuries for the Saints, I know the Falcons are coming off a bye. I think the I think both teams are coming off a bye, which is pretty good, obviously, by the schedule makers. This is a big game. I think whoever wins this game is first place in the uh, NFC South. So I don't know. It's pretty. It's a pretty close matchup. I know Desmond Ritter's back at quarterback, but I'll take the Falcons. Why not? I always do this to myself. But you know, what? let's take the Falcons plus one and a half. I feel like. Bijan Robinson's getting more involved, and you know Derek Carr might be hurt, so it's like you know what, I'll just take the Falcons. Why not? It could be a one-point game, which you know I feel like the last Falcons game came down to like one point or something. So you know what, I'll just take Atlanta plus one and a half. We have the Steelers at the um, the Bengals. You know, no Joe Burrow for uh, the first time. It's now Jake Browning. So we have the Bengals at plus two and a half. And you know what? I kind of like that. I'm going to take Cincy plus two and a half. I don't think Jake Browning looked that bad. He obviously is not Joe Burrow, but he didn't look horrible. Like, I really do think they trusted him in this offense. It wasn't like they were just, you know, handing the ball off to Joe Mixon the entire time after Burrow got hurt. They were letting this kid throw the ball. He's not a kid. He's like 27. But they were letting this guy throw the ball. So, you know, I think the Bengals still have a good roster overall. So two and a half point underdogs right now to a Steelers team that I'm not that confident in. Um, I was coming into the year, but you know what? I'll take Cincy plus two and a half. I feel like sometimes you get good value when it's a, uh, you know, a new quarterback playing for these teams. So, you know what? I'll just take the Bengals. We have the, this should be a fun game, the Buccaneers at the Colts in Indianapolis. It should be high scoring. The Colts are two and a half point favorites. I saw Rashad White hit the injury report, so the Bucks may have no running game at all. Like they don't even have a running game as it is. But if you take Rashad White out, then that makes a bad running game even worse. So um, it's a t- it's a close one here for me. I'm probably gonna go with Indy. I think the Colts are coming off a bye. I'm pretty sure, so they have more time to prepare for a game like this. And I think these are two like pretty even teams. I'd probably take the Buccaneers defense over the Colts defense, but. I think the Colts can probably run the ball with Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor at a pretty efficient level. I feel like Minshew has been good enough this year. So, you know, it's only two and a half. So I'll just take the Colts, take the home team there. Next, we have the Cleveland Browns at the Denver Broncos. Broncos are one and a half point favorites. This is interesting. So obviously, Dorian Thompson Robinson starting for the Browns, his second career or third career start now, I believe. Um... But Denver has won like four in a row. I made a video about them yesterday. They're playing good football. Defense looks much better. It just can Russell Wilson and this Broncos offense score on this elite um, Cleveland defense? And I would think they can to some extent. So I think I'll take Denver minus one and a half. But this definitely should be a low scoring game. I don't see Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense putting up over like 24 points. I don't see that being the case. And I don't see Cleveland's offense putting up that much either because, as I said, you know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, rookie, like, fifth-round pick quarterback, 
Cleveland's offense looked horrible last week. I think they won, didn't they? They had like a very low scoring win last week. But, you know, Cleveland's offense without Watson, even without P.J. Walker, it's just not the same. So, you know, I think Denver here is probably the right pick. So I'll take them minus one and a half. Next, we have the Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are two and a half point dogs at home. I feel very tempted to take the Cardinals. Like, this should be a close game. You'd have Cooper Cup banged up. Matthew Stafford's been banged up for a while now. I think I'll take Arizona. You know, I don't see why not. I think these teams are close enough, and you're giving me two and a half points for the home team. I don't think the Rams should be, like, you know, given that much respect. I don't think they're that good. So, you know what? I'll take Arizona plus two and a half at home. This is a fun game here. 425, I have no idea why they couldn't make this a Sunday nighter. I mean, the Sunday nighter's not that bad, but the Monday nighter's not that good. It, I guess it's decent, whatever. But still, this is probably the game of the week here. The Buffalo Bills at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are three-point favorites. I'm rolling with Philly. I think, you know, I picked Philly last week against the, uh, the Chiefs. It worked out. And, you know, Philly tends to play very well in these games against really good opponents. Like, even last year in the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts was, you know, playing lights out. It was just unfortunate that they lost, you know, for them in the last minute there. But still, like, they always play very well against these good teams. So, you know what? Buffalo, yes, they looked better last week. It was against the freaking Jets. I mean, whatever. But, you know, I think their offense looks a little better with, um, you know, Joe Brady. He looked, you know, Josh Allen said himself that he feels like he's back so that's good for him and maybe the you know bill's offense explodes in this game i feel like the philly defense has not been phenomenal especially in the secondary but i think philly's a better team overall still and buffalo's had a lot of just up and down moments this year some some rough games they almost lost to the giants and tyrod taylor so um they lost to denver as well so yeah i'll take philly minus three here i feel like there's just more confidence with a team like philly as compared to buffalo who just is a wild card every week Next is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to take the Chiefs here as a minus 10. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of points, but, you know, KC coming off a pretty bad loss against a team where they know if they want to repeat as Super Bowl champions, they may have to go through the Eagles. So I do think, you know, Kansas City has to wake up here. I know Las Vegas is playing well. They did cover last week against the Dolphins. I picked the Dolphins in that game, but I think it was a minus 14. They only lost by like 10 or 7 or something. So Las Vegas has kept games close. They're playing much better for Antonio Pierce, of course. But the Chiefs defense has been so good. I don't see Aiden O'Connell or Josh Jacobs or anybody um, scoring a lot of points on this Chiefs defense. And you're asking Pat Mahomes to only score like, you know, somewhere in the low 20s probably to, you know, to win this spread. So, you know what? Take the Chiefs here, minus 10. Sunday nighter, Baltimore at the Chargers. This is a fun one. Um... It's a weird spread. I would think it'd be more. I thought it'd be like five and a half or so for Baltimore, but it's only a minus three and a half for Baltimore. Um, interesting here. I mean, I'll, I'll probably take Baltimore. You know, I don't love it. I feel like it's a bit of a trap of a spread here, so I might not bet this game in real life. But, you know, it's only three and a half points, and Baltimore has been really good this year. Like, I'm a big fan of the Ravens and what they have going on. Of course, the Chargers are losing a lot of guys offensively. You know, Josh Palmer, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler looks terrible right now. So um, I'm sure most of you guys have seen that run by Eckler last week where he looked like he was running like a fullback. Like, he just does not look healthy right now. So I know he has the ankle issue back from earlier this year. But still, I will take Baltimore. Their defense is phenomenal. Um, I feel like Justin Herbert always has disappointing losses 
losses in prime time. So let's stick with that. So Baltimore minus three and a half for me. Next game or last game here, Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. Bears are a plus three on the road here. Um, I think I'll, oh, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. I think I'll go Chicago. I think I liked what I saw from them last week. I think Chicago, with Justin Fields, Chicago has looked pretty good in their last, like, three games with Fields. Like, you go back, because, of course, Fields missed, like, a month with that thumb injury. But think back, right? So you had the Thursday nighter against the Commanders. They put up, like, 30-something points or 40, maybe. DJ Moore had that massive game, and they won. And then the Bears had that, uh, they had another big game after that. I forget who it was against now. But the Bears, like, last three games with Justin Fields playing the entire game have been really good offensively. They scored, like, 26 against the Lions last week. So with Justin Fields, I feel like this offense has looked much better lately. It's only a plus three, and they're playing indoors, and I kind of like that for the Bears. So I will take Chicago here as a plus three. Minnesota's coming off that very tough loss in Denver last week where they definitely should have won that game if uh, Alexander Madison doesn't fumble that ball with uh, in the red zone. They probably win that game in the end, but that was unfortunate. Uh, the rest of the games here, these already passed here. Um, you know, somehow the Packers won that game against the Lions. Jordan Love looked amazing. We saw Dallas just dismantle the Commanders. Um, you know, the classic 430 game on Thanksgiving, another pick six for uh, for Bland. That's like his fifth of the year, which is an NFL record, which is crazy. San Fran, of course, they pulled away late against the Seattle Seahawks. And then, of course, yesterday was that Miami versus the Jets game where Tim Boyle started. And my God, he looked not good at all. I don't know why they don't start Trevor Simeon. I think Trevor Simeon's a decent quarterback, but I, I don't know. Maybe the goal there is to lose. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to make Aaron Rodgers happy by playing his buddy Tim Boyle. I don't know what it is, but I feel like if the Jets really wanted to win these games, you play Trevor Simeon. But then again, what the hell do I know? So anyway, that's going to do it for the video. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we'll react to this game tomorrow night. So as I said, hopefully it's a Giants loss because I want that top two pick. And I know if the Giants win tomorrow, we ain't getting the top two. Probably not even top three at that point. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the video, and I'll talk to you guys next time.